Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I'm here in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, speaking with Charles LaBerge, who became president of Jones & Vining, Inc., a global leader of footwear components on July 1st. Jones & Vining, the, the only last maker in the United States, util, utilizes a holistic approach to footwear development to ensure accurate fit and consistency for the major shoe brands that it works with. It has U.S. manufacturing locations in Lewiston, Maine, in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, plus overseas facilities in China, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Thailand. Mr. LaBerge, who joined Jones & Vining in August of 2015, has more than 30 years of experience in the footwear business, covering brand building, strategic planning, and growth management. He is a past Executive Vice President and General Manager of Earth-branded footwear, where he drove the global strategy for the relaunch of the brand in 1996. His other experience and roles include President and Co-Founder of Class Shoes, Executive Vice President of Orthofeet, a diabetic specialty footwear company. Good morning, Mr. LaBerge, and let's get started. First, tell our listeners a little bit about your strategies to revitalize the iconic Jones & Vining brand that was founded in 1930. What are the company's key products and businesses and some key customers that you work with today? First and foremost, uh, let me talk a little bit about uh, what I saw when I came to the company and the reasons why I came to the company. Uh, as an 85-year-old company, Jones & Vining had uh, incredible history. Um, and an incredible name in the marketplace. The issue uh, with Jones and Binding was that um, they were selling components. Uh, they saw themselves as an individual components company. And when they went to our customers and spoke to our customers, they talked to them about specific components and not really about the J&V brand, the okay. Jones and Binding brand. Uh, so what I did was I uh, uh, created the Jones and Binding brand umbrella. Um, and we, uh, we took the components that we utilize, uh, that we make, lasts, inserts, outsoles, midsoles. We combined them into really a packet that now we offered brands. And what that did is a couple of things. One, in regards to uh, competition, it differentiated us from everybody else we compete with. Because we are the only company in the world that offers lasts, inserts, outsoles, and midsoles. Okay. Is it, is it similar to like Intel and the computer Intel inside, you know, Jones and Vining inside your footwear? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a great, great comparison. Uh, and I think that um, what that did for us in presentations to our customers uh, is it delivered a, a message that was more resounding for them. Uh, in today's marketplace, uh, fit is becoming more and more vital and more and more important to brands as the business moves uh, from strictly a four-wall business to more of an online business and now moving into a virtual reality business. Fit is vital for companies because not only does fit allow them to keep their returns down, it builds customer loyalty and allows them to get customers coming back over and over again. As that becomes more important, Jones and Binding becomes a more important partner. You know, what kind of last maker with a U.S. presence off of four companies that one with only a presence outside of North America cannot? Well, I think the fact that we have an incredible model-making team based in the United States, it brings us closer to where the development is happening, or the, the initial, especially the initial development is happening, uh, with some of the key brands uh, in the world. And that alone allows us uh, a unique position. The second thing really is that uh, we can do things in the United States that nobody else can do. We can actually produce lasts in the United States. Uh, we can make models here for them to immediately 
be able to impact their business. So the turnaround would be less in terms of the waiting for a last, to say, come from the, um, the Far East. It would be the turnaround in terms of you making less than the trial and the prototype much faster. Exactly. And I think, the, you know, as the as U.S. manufacturing continues to peak interest, right. let's say, of some of the larger companies, especially in the athletic world, uh, as well as some of those domestic companies like SAS and Justin Boot, who are already manufactured in the United States, Having a last manufacturer and model makers inside of the United States is vital, I think, to the long-term success and growth of the industry within the United States. Barry Amendment that's apparently passed, and we're going to have one of the athletic shoe companies, maybe two, manufacturing actual footwear for the military. Does that become the last more vital there for them? They have to make sure these fit the military, whatever armed forces these people are in. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, Barry compliant uh, product uh, has always been a challenge in the United States, or, it, or has been for the last 15 to 20 years in the right. United States, uh, because component manufacturing is uh, very difficult right. um, and it's costly. Uh, I think that robotics manufacturing is the wave of the future, and I think that uh, a lot of the larger companies in the United States are looking at robotics manufacturing that will allow them to lower their costs dramatically, uh, and that allows companies like us who... Uh, are becoming very technology-driven right. as to how we can comply with what their needs will be. I think long-term for both the brand as well as the suppliers of the brand, I think there's a bright future for the United States. To that point, do you see the robotics? I mean, I know the speed factory with Adidas is working in Germany. Do you see something similar to that in this actual on the turf of the United States, the robotics being used to manufacture footwear as well? Well, there's actually, you know, companies who are... I know there are companies who are... Uh, Pursuing that, let's say, uh, at a very fast clip at this point. What are the plans for Jones and Vine to make the brand more contemporary? Maybe you can explain how, uh, briefly how J Jones and Vining is moving to a branding partner model and away from a component sales. Yeah, I think, you know, unlike a brand, uh, you know, it's difficult to say that, you know, Jones and Vining is becoming more temporary because we're not really a footwear brand per se. But the things that we are doing in regards to technology um, and the way we are looking at developing, delivering more consistent, more precision products across all of our offerings, I think that that's how we make ourselves more contemporary, how we make ourselves more relevant for brands. Uh, because uh, as brands uh, continue to be more technology-driven in regards to how they make their products, the products that we make must keep up with that technology. Uh, we must be able to make products that fit the needs of brands who are becoming more contemporary and keeping up with the times. Your products will be co-branded in any of these footwork, uh, these footwork end products where they might say, you know, I don't want to use a brand, the brand Jones and Vining from XYZ brand or whatever. In the future, people will know that, you know, that, that Jones and Vining's inside, for example, or made with... No, our goal is not to, uh, our goal is really not to, uh, to promote okay. uh, Jones and Vining to the consumer. You know, it is more about uh, having the brand promote itself. And I think that brands are finding that the more that they can talk about their brand and their special fit, their special comfort, oh, their special materials, I think that that helps the brands differentiate themselves from others. And I think that that's what we're, our goal is. Our goal is to help brands make their brand stronger because their brand is truly a consumer brand. Okay. Our brand is not a consumer-driven brand. We don't... We don't see that happening in the future from a Jones and Vining perspective. There may be brands in Jones and Vining's future, but it won't be under the Jones and Vining label. But in terms of product development, your approach, is it you'll be able to offer specific products? Maybe you had a, um, 
you know, portfolio of products, but you'll be offering specific products developed for specific brands now? Absolutely. Well, maybe in the past you didn't do that as much? Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely be working with brands to make brand-specific products that would be unique to them. Because I, I think, you know, I have a very simple explanation of the footwear business. I say it's the ooh, the ah, and the wow. The U is the design. It's the first thing that people see, uh, whether it's online or in a full-wall location. The ah is the first feeling they feel when they put that shoe on their foot. And the wow is putting the ooh and the ah together. Okay. Very few brands in the world put the ooh and the ah together. There are lots of brands that, that look really good and may not feel very good. And there are lots of brands who feel very good but may not look very good. And uh, those brands who can put them both together, especially as the marketplace changes and consumer purchase patterns change, um, I think are going to be very successful. And that's what our goal is. Our goal is to help brands take the U, take the I, and put them together. Let's turn to the company's multi-pronged marketing approach. You know, what will this involve? I understand you have a relaunched website. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, we started, uh, you know, pretty slowly in regards to developing uh, our marketing program as to what we're going to look like because we wanted to make sure that the concept that we were putting forth was well-received uh, before we spent a lot of money. Uh, to change the look and feel of who we are and what we're doing. As you may or may not know, you know, uh, Jones & Vining is also involved in the industrial industry. Uh, where we make products for uh, large industrial companies such as Bose and Rydell and Remington. So uh, we needed to make sure that we added that industrial feature into our, uh, into our marketing program, which we hadn't done before. We've done a lot of internal marketing and brochure marketing and changing the way we look. Uh, and the way we feel. We have updated our website a little bit. Uh, We'll do a complete website redesign in 2017, uh, which will be a lot more interactive for our customers, uh, which I think is going to be very beneficial for them. It's a B2B. Absolutely. No, it's not a a B2C, no. Charlie, I know I see that Jones & Vining has developed nearly a dozen specific product innovations. You know, what's on the horizon for the company in this area? Do Do you develop specific products for key customers, I assume? more that's coming in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, I think as we we continue to get new customers coming to Jones & Vining, uh, uh, some old customers who are coming back and some new customers who who have come to us uh, over the last 10 to 12 months, it becomes evident that if we are truly going to be a partner with them across a multitude of components, that we have to develop products specifically for them. We develop lasts specifically for our customers. We don't share lasts that we develop for companies with anybody, and uh, we guarantee that to every customer that works with us, that their last is unique, and we don't take anything from their last and share it with other customers. Uh, We'll do the same thing, and we are doing the same thing with you know, inserts, whether it be a PU insert, whether it be an open cell insert, uh, the EVA we do, the midsoles we do, very unique to each customer. And I think that that, that makes our brands feel safe and secure. And I think that as brands continue to uh, consolidate, the number of sourcing people or the number of sourcing companies that they use, right. again, Jones & Vining becomes an important piece of that uh, because we, we all know as, you, as manufacturing continues to go global, getting the components uh, to all arrive at the same time, all fit the way they want, becomes a bigger and bigger challenge. Uh, and the less uh, number of components manufacturers you have as a brand, the more successful uh, you can be long-term. Well, thank you for your insights today, Mr. LaBerge. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media, and this is Bob McGee.